We're recording. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt on Matt podcast. Coming to you live and in person, but not really. Not actually. We I know we teased that, but uh, we did. We had a limited amount of time together. Uh, we but yeah, which, I was which, in Texas. Yeah, we got to spend some time together. It was fucking awesome. I went over to Matt's house. We hugged. We didn't wear masks because mm-hmm. we were socially responsible and we got yes. our fucking vaccines. Yes, we got vaccinated and we got to safely hang out with with each other and a couple of other friends. And it was really freaking great. We got I to was, hey, shout out to the Hillbans. Got to hang out with the Hillbans. Finally, you got to meet them. I finally person. got to meet our uh, our most loyal fans. Like, just yes, amazing. Yeah, yes. It was a weird uh, thing talking to people that I've never met that know so much about me. It's like, dude, God that's damn, going, this is how famous people feel. That that's what it was like going to your wedding. Oh yeah, <laughs> your wedding was so. Everyone was like, "Hey, yeah, yeah. and I was just kind of like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, a bunch of people from Verona's knew everything about you. <laughs> people that had listened to everything, just everybody well, listened and- to the show and. And family members, like oh, yeah, like Andrea's family was like, "Hey, hey, hey!" And and members of your family, not oddly, not as much your family, but but her family, which was what really kind of surprised me. It was like, "Oh wow, they they care." I don't think they listen anymore. I think we kind of scared them away, but <laughs> it was we were still pretty fresh into the pod, and it was it was cool. <laughs> um, Jeff, who you know is seventy something years old. He was listening to the podcast and he goes, I don't know. Do you guys ever think about writing any jokes? <laughs> I'm like, what do you want us to do? Like who's on first? And he was like, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> like, listen, man, you don't know what comedy is in 20 at that time, 2018. <laughs> we did the Pepe Le Pew thing. Join us. Join. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was fun. We didn't now, this was in down. like 2018 that he said this. It was like, you guys ever think about maybe writing some jokes? No, man, we're not comedians. We're podcasters. There's a slight difference. Yeah, I would right? never claim to be a comedian. Ever. No, I've never been on stage to do stand-up comedy. No, and I did take one sketch comedy class at UCB, but I still—that's not enough cred. No, I would never. And I've done comedy theater, sort of. Like I've been in comedies in college, not ever profess professionally. Mm. I've been in funny shows that had humor, but I'm not a comedian. I would I, did, I would say I am a comedic actor for sure. sure. I've well, done yeah. a shitload, a metric shit ton of comedy work as an actor. So I'm very comfortable saying that. But now like I don't know, like classically trained theater actors have a bad reputation too these days right. because of what you know Twitter culture is. Yeah. Well, oh, well expound on that. What do you mean? Well, I just kind of like to be a part of the establishment, to be a part of the Hollywood machine. It's uh-huh. an actual like fucking requirement that you, I hate using this term, but you know, there's a difference between, there's a difference between like actually making a difference in virtue signaling. Yes. I hate the term virtue signaling. Yes. But when you see it and you, it's like, ugh, that was ugh. the worst. Yeah, so like to be a part of the Hollywood machine, a lot of actors, it's like a requirement that you virtue signal at any given fucking moment. Like any possible moment, you have to do that online. So like, I don't know, amongst like podcasters and comedians who are not part of that machine, it's like the most cringy thing ever. And I'm way more, I'm way more inundated with podcast content and comedians on podcast content. Right. So now it's like, oh, I kind of like look at myself with a little bit of a side eye as being like this classically trained actor who wants to be part of the machine. Just going somewhere with something and I completely forgot. Oh, yeah. I felt like a fucking actor the other day. Oh, really? The first time in over a year. Oh, yeah. You did a self-tape. I actually submitted a self-tape for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic. And damn it, dude. I mean, it had to do a few takes because I was a little rusty. Whatever. But yeah, after sure. about an hour, you know, I got the monologue and then I, you know, broke it down, did a little work on it, worked on it for about an hour, got it off book, and it was a two minute monologue. And then um did two takes, and then the third take was the one I sent. Fucking nice. like, oh shit. It's like I don't know. At first it was a little rusty, but then as soon as I just started like flexing those muscles again, the the rust kind of came off and the 
engine got cranked up and it felt fucking yeah. dope. I love, <laughs> I love it, man. Love to hear it. I love acting. It's so fun. It's the best. It's ridiculously fun. And you're gonna teach people how to do it. I have. I do, I got to teach some people how to do it last week. It was super cool. Hell yes. It was very fun. Um, what else? Oh, I just saw a big fucking cat. <laughs> like out in the wild i was on a trail and dude this cat looked like it was maybe three and a half feet long and got almost up to my knee and i was like nope turned around <laughs> walked jesus backwards out of that wooded area <laughs> just like what the fuck it was walking away from me and i don't think it even saw me but it was like what the fuck why is this over here? <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all don't have mountains or anything. It wouldn't be a mountain. What the fuck was it? Well, we get mountain lions in DFW every now and then, but oh, I don't do? think it was a mountain lion. Yes, yes, we do. People, Did you say cat? Fucking, it, it moved like a cat. I also think uh, it might have been a fox. Oh, that, that was pretty. Yeah. I was probably like a football field away from it, and I could see it in the like, in the brush. So it was big. Yeah. Right. And it was just like, oh, the fuck? What is the fuck out of here, man? This so sucks. That's my those were my balls going up into my body by the way. <laughs> oh my god. I what um, the fucking what thing. Oh, one thing I want to say. Shout out to Jason Boyles. Dude sent me twenty five bucks for the last episode on Venmo. Hell I want yeah. to open that up to any of our listeners. If you ever want to send us money for the episodes, always feel free to do that. Remember, I'm the poor one. Uh, <laughs> obviously, send it to either of us, but just remember, I'm the poor one. Uh, I'm the teacher. Uh, but also I'm remember, it is a 50, it is 50-50 partnership. <laughs> so, you know, if oh. you want to make more money, you should just work harder. Stop being poor. <laughs> it's true <laughs> i say from my ivory tower i literally live in a white building <laughs> literally an ivory tower <laughs> literally literally so shout out to jason boyles thank you so much for doing that i went out and bought i don't know what i bought with that 25 bucks but i've definitely spent it Hell yes. uh it's like all i know how to do is spend money welcome to the world you yeah, probably yeah. spent it on that barbecue that we had Ooh, it was so good. What's was the name of that place? Give it a shout out. Shit was great. Intrinsic Brew House and Barbecue in downtown Garlic, Te Garlic Texas? Garland, Texas. Uh, <laughs> Garlic, Texas. That's really, that was a Freudian blowjob if I ever heard Texas. one. Garlic, <laughs> Texas. They fucking hate vampires. <laughs> there are no vampires here. We have run them out. They all went to Mesquite and Richardson. Hell yes. Hell yes. I, I'm glad that you got to see Garland because Garland's like a funky little town, I think. Well, not it's not a little town, it's really big, but a funky it's little in terms of like, you know, compared to Dallas. Yeah. Well, no, um, it was cool. I could tell by the uh I could tell by the crowd that was there that there is like a there is a funky kind of artistic element to the town. Yeah. And just by the place that we were in. Like I was yeah. like, okay, okay. Uh, stop sleeping on Garland. It's got like a little bit of Denton vibes, which I dig. Right. right. It was cool. You as know, fuck. I've never really spent time in Denton because of a one time when I was 19 years old, I got really drunk at a, at a UNT party. And I've been like terrified to go back in case I ran into any of those people again. <laughs> well, uh, you won't. And I remember, you yeah, yeah, I know. So you won't, and you should, because, I mean, obviously, Andrea's parents live, like, 15 minutes from the square in Denton, and it's a dope little town, dude. It's a real they're, dope little town. They're that close to yeah. Denton? That's why it takes 50 years to get out there. Yeah. They live, like, halfway between Dallas and Fort Worth. They're oh, equidistant okay. to downtown Dallas and down. That's well, a little further to downtown Fort Worth. Yeah. It's probably like 20 minutes to downtown Dallas and probably 25 to 30 minutes to downtown Fort Worth. But yeah, dude, they're right in there in between Lake well, Louisville and Lake Grapevine. Like, yeah. Hmm. Or maybe whatever. Anyway, I remember being, they're up there. I remember being in the square of Denton in Denton and thinking this is identical to the square in San Marcos. This is weird. It's identical. It's 
aesthetically identical, but like there's not nearly as many bars as San Marcos. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, there's probably like four bars on the square in Denton, but then like restaurants and other shit. Whereas like there's 15 bars on the square in San Marcos. <laughs> I remember we used to go to like indie shows at Hallie's in the in Denton in high school, and that was always like the cool spot. That was where I saw. That was, that was where I saw the Tilly and the Wall. I don't know if you remember that band or if you ever Tell listened to that them. band. They they had a tap dancer as a drummer and and <laughs> uh they sang like like acoustic guitar punk songs that were like about like being weird in teenagers in the year two thousand five, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that year very well. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, there's it. there's so much nostalgia right now for the early 2000s, and mm-hmm. I'm like, no, stop it, stop it now. Y'all are making high school anxiety old. is coming back. <laughs> Older than shit. <laughs> uh huh. Well, like, like, do you remember in the 90s there was a bunch of 60s nostalgia? Yes. And it was in the 90s. It was the same uh, amount of time from the 90s to the 60s as it is now to the 90s right or there's all this 90s nostalgia right like holy dog shit this is how 33 year olds felt in 1998 right this is how my camp counselors felt in 1998 when you were were like like, guys do you guys listen to the doors (laughs) (laughs) like oh my god time is weird yeah i was doing that the other day and i realized that like the 1940s and the 1970s are the same distance between now and the 90s and i think that those are such drastically different decades it's like those are two different planets 1944 and 1974 but like i think it's it's obviously like uh, 2001 to 2021 or like 1998 to now are obviously extremely different, but they're still way closer than 1944 mm-hmm. and 1974. Way right. closer. But, right. Like, 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 I don't know. There's, there's like the computers look this generally the same. Yeah. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like, like they're the same general know. shape. You can, they, they close halfway down the body. Right. They flip like, closed. And, you know, in in the forties, people went from talking like this. Say we nineteen forty four. We're gonna we're gonna go knock. We're gonna punch Hitler in the face and then take on Joseph Stalin. Say to like, <laughs> like, you know, whatever people sounded like in the seventies. Yeah, man, that's that jive bullshit. We're gonna go down <laughs> to Studio Fifty Four and do some cocaine with the village people. Don't no. be jive talking. <laughs> Speaking of that, how's your mayoral campaign going? Um, Cuomo's trying to take a bite out of my ass because he, uh, you know, you know, him and the state legislature approved legal marijuana, but, and they were like, yeah, because, you know, Cuomo got it out for me hard because I said I hold goals to get rid of his fucking political dynasty. Um, right. So he was like, you know what? I'll tell you something that you don't know about you. And that is that <laughs> I can go ahead and legalize meta, uh, not, uh, recreational marijuana. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'll see you on that. You go ahead and do that. What he doesn't realize is that I w- when I said drugs, I meant <laughs> drugs, motherfucker. I don't mean plants. just weed. I don't mean just <laughs> plants. I don't mean sacred plants. I mean, Psilocybin, <laughs> DMT. Do you remember the time you messaged me? That maybe this is I should. No, I'm gonna go. You messaged me out of the blue one day, and we're like, "Dude, do you want to do DMT?" <laughs> I like, just been of, hearing about it. it. In apropos of nothing, like it was just like a 3 p.m. on a Sunday. You just text me, do you want to like do DMT? And I was like, no, not really. <laughs> and you were like, oh, okay. Like, did you have a hookup? No, I didn't. And okay. I just had heard somebody describe it. And I've never, I've never done a hallucinogen in my life. Oh, man. You I've never done that. anything. You don't need to so, start with DMT. 
But <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. I just heard somebody talking about it, and I was like, dude, if I was going to do this with somebody, I would do it with Matt Butterfield. Let's uh, <laughs> let's see what he says. And you were like, no, you crazy, stupid bitch. And I was like, okay, yeah, never mind. Basically, that was my response. I was like, no. <laughs> You don't want to look at God. <laughs> Everyone that, I know that, every, that, other than like Joe Rogan, who loves it, yeah. people that I know that have done that, it's like uh, we're a lunatics that lived in San Marcos and yeah. were hanging out with us at the age of 21 and they were like 32. You know, another type. <laughs> and, and they all describe these horrendous like things that they see and it's like i don't want to that sounds unfun like <laughs> no yeah <laughs> like get out of here you fucking lunatics yeah why but are I'm you at Devin Finn's house i'm gonna legalize it i'm gonna let um oh yeah, i'm gonna let everybody sure. make their own choices on it you know i'm gonna legalize Absolutely. all the drugs right i think certain things i'm not gonna legalize recreationally like like heroin I'm not going to legalize recreationally. Um, not like the sale of it. Yeah. I mean, I'll decriminalize it. Right. But like, I'm not going to like have it sold, you know, at CVS. Right. You know, <laughs> let me pick the... up a, let me pick up a, a cocaine, a, a pot cigarette and a heroin pen. No, nah, I'm not going to do that. You know, that's what pharmacies used to be like. <laughs> you used to go in there with your prescription for heroin. Right, or <laughs> cannabis, or my doctor said I should start shooting up some of that heroin. <laughs> Look, I'm having a little bit of trouble sleeping at night. <laughs> Give me some of that opium. Exactly. Um, oh, but I that's... get headaches. I get headaches. <laughs> you know, I just feel better when I do a bunch of horse. <laughs> <laughs> Juggy boogie, baby. Um, <laughs> you know what? You know, I, you know. Cuomo called me, or all this. Oh, right. Me. That's what yeah, we're he called about. me, and he was like, "Oh, why don't you stick that in your pipe and smoke it?" And I was like, "You know what? You don't know what I'm about to do with this fucking place. All right, you fucking, you fucking jamoke, you mamaluke, you, you have no idea what I'm about to do with this place because the drugs, you know, weed was step one. Right. Thanks for That's... taking care of one of my steps for me. Thanks for sure. literally doing my job for me, Andrew. <laughs> Andy, thanks for doing my job. Andy Spaghetti, appreciate it, bro. Um, you know the next. You know we're gonna get the drugs. We're gonna do the yeah. drugs. Next step, whores, whores, dude, prostitution. We're gonna adopt the pro legalized prostitution model of the Netherlands, and it's gonna be for everybody too. It's gonna be for everybody. It's not just gonna be for uh, straight men. It's also no. It's going to be everybody. No. We're going to have everybody. everybody. We're going to have gay, straight, trans, pan, queer, lesbian, intersex, asexual. We're going to have asexual prostitutes. Right. It's going to be a thing. Right. They're going to sit in, you know, you're going to pay the asexual prostitute and you're going to sit in a room and talk and watch TV with them. Right. It's going to be awesome. Right. But yeah, that that's great. Uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm, I'm down. I mean, I'm I would I would vote for you if I could. I think I could technically vote for you, but it'd be voter fraud. Yeah. Oh, and there's a great way because right now there are empty storefronts all over New York City. There's a lot of businesses did close. Website. We're gonna take those. We're gonna transition those into the same type of mini brothels they have in the red light district in Amsterdam. That sounds super fun. Yeah, you know, so right up front, you know, we're going to divide it into you know, windows that are also doors, red lights over them with the curtain. It's a little box right there. You come up, you negotiate at the door, and then you go through another door, and there's a whole little uh, sex dungeon there in the back. We're going to make it happen. Oh, breaking news. There's another attack on the Capitol right now. It's actually an attack. I heard that they were on lockdown because there were shots fired in the area. Oh, well, two officers were taken to a hospital. Oh, shit. Whatever. <laughs> That's sad. Bunch of losers. Also, you see this shit about, you know, Michael Rappaport? 
the fucking dipshit. Sure. McGee. Let's talk about Michael Rappaport. What 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 did this guy do now? <laughs> he got drugged through the fucking dirt in a Twitter DM by Kevin Durant. Or Kevin Durant. Oh like, yes. Kevin Durant called Go him on. a cum guzzling yes. bitch and like just just <laughs> essentially motherfucked him into the dirt. <laughs> and Michael Rapport, who's supposed to be King Trash Talker, Mr. Brooklyn hip hop head, bad motherfucker, gonna right. talk you in uh, talk you in right. circles. Uh, he right. just he's not Brooklyn. Ever... He's not Brooklyn. He's Manhattan. Oh, he's okay. very, so, very clear about that. New York hip hop head, white boy on the streets. Right. You know what I mean? Talk shit with right. anybody, talk shit, right. get hit. This motherfucker, instead of you know, firing back at him with anything, he just puts the DMs out publicly. Right. What a Yo. bitch. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, I hate Michael Rappaport. What a like, dog shit person. He's such a piece of shit. I mean, every now and then I kind of, uh, every now and then he endears me and I kind of try and get back into it. Like when he got fired from Barstool for making fun of the stoolies. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Portnoy just like wakes up in bed. <laughs> Turns the phone on, live stream, Rappaport, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come that after was, the stoolies. That was that was that was great. I mean, that was great on, on that was really funny on Portnoy's end and really funny on Rappaport's end. Like I thought it was funny that he made fun of the fans. I always love it when people do that just because it's I don't know, I'm a, a contrarian by nature. And so I think it's super funny if when somebody just turns on their audience, especially just I don't know. It's, Especially when the audience kind of deserves it. Barstool sports fans are not the best a lot of the time. <laughs> I like the Legion of Skanks. Like some part, some of them are great, but a lot of them are really shitty. And so it's really funny that like when someone turns on them and then just gets straight up fired. But then like um, Rappaport doxed Ari Shafir. He did. Whenever, yes. Like whenever Kobe died in, in, uh, Ari, you know, look, Ari did some. Sh he made that video where he was talking shit about Kobe right after he died, and Which that was, was that's a ill-advised, that, ill-advised, not not a good thing for Ari to have done. But it's like I said earlier, it, you don't go posting people's address and like in like personal phone number and shit. Mm -hmm. That's what Ren Rappaport did that to Ari, and it's just like dude, you don't do that, dude. Like, you don't do that. That's not no. cool. It's one thing. It's one thing to be mad at Ari and, and say that's not funny. Don't don't make that joke right now. Um, but uh, it's a whole other thing to like go after. And, and by the way, I don't like Ari Shafir either. Like yeah. Ari Shafir sucks. He's also a piece of shit. But I don't think he should be doxxed and put into danger because of his shitty comedy. Right. I agree. Yeah, I don't think anybody should be doxxed and put in actual physical danger. Um, I, but I'm also with you on that. I fucking, I'm not a fan of Ari. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt for fucking years. Years. And be like, he's a comedian, blah, 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 blah. This is what comedians, they do bits. And then it's just like, they kept getting, the one that, when I really said, oh, I don't know if I can fuck with this dude anymore, was when he dosed Bert. Same. Yeah. And then when he did the, he like completely failed to read the room in the slightest and did right. that Kobe Bryant shit was just like, dude, like there are millions of people that are mourning. They love this guy. And you're going to do this well, right now. The, it was also like a video. Like he made a video of, of yeah. talking shit and like, cause he does that. That's where he did that. He doesn't do it anymore because of this fallout, like yeah. where a beloved person would die and then he would write a tweet about like something like he said something about Aretha Franklin when she yeah. died about how she, you know, encouraged people to get fat and is responsible for the death of black women all over the thing. And it's like, he's kidding. It's not that funny of a joke in my opinion, but he has an audience that does think it's funny and it's like, who gives a shit? It's just a stupid tweet. Ignore yeah. it. it. Keep scrolling. If you don't like it, unfollow if you don't like it. Um, but then like, yeah, you're like you said, total failure to read the room. Well, makes and also, a video where he's like, <laughs> yeah, 
Kobe, Kobe Bryant, like <laughs> he's a rapist, blah, 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 blah. Fuck it. And he like, the, the, I'm so happy. The Lakers are going to suck forever now. <laughs> and it's like, dude, not like relaxed. <laughs> yeah. And I think the thing that really got me with that, and a, this was a very overwhelming sentiment as well, is that a big thing that's constantly forgot about the Kobe Bryant tragedy is that also his fucking daughter died. Right. She was like 12 or 13. Right. And like now Vanessa's got two kids that lost their dad and their sister. And right. Vanessa lost her husband and her oldest daughter. And Ari's right. like dancing on their fucking grave. Right. And there were other kids on board with their with like their with dads, their parents. Yeah. Right. It Flying was from it was a like, basketball practice. And, and none of them survived. Like yeah. it was it was a really awful tragedy. And then he just literally dances on the grave of it like minutes after it happened. And he dosed Bert, which was not fucking, that's not funny at all. That's not even no. a good, that's not a bit. It's not cool. Now, and I love Bert, as we all know, me and you love right. Bert and Tom. But as, as a big Bert fan, I'm also a fan of Leanne. Yeah. And I'm a fan of the girls. And right. you know what? Ari hurt Leanne and the girls. And yes. that's not okay by me. You heard right. Bert out on the road when it's him and the the comedians doing shit. It's like, okay, you hurt Bert, but he did that at their fucking house, dude, with yeah. Leanne and the kids. Right. Fucked up. Right. Well, I don't know. I, I'm of the mind that you really shouldn't. I'm not of the mind that you shouldn't dose anybody, but like, you right. know, if you're going to prank Bert, not, I'm not saying if you're going to dose him, that's fucked up no matter what, but it's like right. tenfold fucked up. Yeah. It's also tenfold fucked up to do it at his house when his fucking girls are there. His fucking right. children. Right. But anyway, his, I mean, this was all talked about two years ago. <laughs> Maybe we could move on. Um, well, uh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, there it is. There you oh, go. Now I feel so much better. Oh, my gosh. Are we going to talk about uh, 10% of the world's economy getting affected because some dude steered a, steered a boat into a wall? Yeah, I mean, we could talk about the boat. I don't know. It's just uh, it's nothing not, not a whole shitload to talk about. But like, because I mean, it's over now. But that yeah. was pretty amazing. That was uh, it was just like, wow. Wow. It, it's that fragile, huh? Yeah. The world economy is that fragile. The fucking ten uh, percent of it can be halted because a boat glided into the wall of the Suez Canal. What do you think happened? I have no idea. I like, would love to know, and I doubt we'll I just, ever get the full answer. Uh, yeah, there's no way they're gonna tell us. Like, but I, it's just. I mean, I heard, and by the way, I don't know where I heard this, and if you guys take me seriously as a news source, you're an idiot, but I heard <laughs> that, um, yeah, I'm not, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I guess that was kind of a Joe Rogan thing to say, but I'm not <laughs> Joe Rogan. I don't have the audience Joe Rogan has. No. Uh, fuck We're not you. the number one podcast in the world. <laughs> I don't even know Neither, if he is, but he's way up not there. Not anymore. He not anymore. He oh actually his, yeah, Logan Paul is the number one podcast in the world. That's worse. Um uh they don't pretend to saying? be news. Oh, I heard that it was like hazy at, on the Suez Canal and like there was a little bit of weather or something, but I'm still just like has it never been hazy before? Like like, <laughs> like, like what what could have possibly happened and then all the videos of of like the the one uh what are those construction machines called with the with the diggers i always just call them dinosaur oh, a backhoe diggers. yeah a backhoe like like that of that one just digging them digging the boat out of the ground <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's like you know how big backhoes are and it's like it looks like a goddamn toothpick next to a chair i don't know i'm looking at stuff in my apartment and trying to make a comparison and then, <laughs> and then eventually the thing that gets it out is a tugboat yeah and did you it, see the fucking uh the, the guys from the tugboat celebrating after i was just about to pull it up oh <laughs> hell yes dude i have That's it so good i love those guys fucking fucking they did it oh my god It's fucking outstanding. These guys, uh, this is the crew of the tugboat that pulled the boat out of the wall. 
they're having so much fun. You get it. Yeah, I couldn't hear it at all. I'll cut this part out. Okay, cool. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> or I might leave it in because it's funny. Uh, <laughs> Either way, you should look these guys up. Uh, the video that I found is from a guy called Anas Alhaji. That's A N A S A L H A G J J I. And he has the video of these dudes yanking the, the boat out of the Suez Canal. And they are just, you, you'll never see a bunch of bros celebrating the dub more enthusiastically they got the dub baby they got hell yeah the dude they were partying like gronk after the super bowl they all went and had a hookah afterwards <laughs> and a little bit of lamb and tea they just fucking partied it was awesome they listened to some music you know probably you know. unless they're one of the groups that doesn't like music no because that's a thing uh, I just fucking now I'm canceled. Yeah, you're racist. Uh, you're canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so what I don't get is like, first of all, with those big so I grew up near two major industrial ports, the port of Texas right. City, the port of Houston, the Houston Ship Channel. So these play when you have these major size barges, there's a job. Now I don't know if they have this at the Suez Canal. They might not. Right. But um, where I'm from, there's a job that's like, it's called a ship channel pilot, I think is the title of the job, where basically you helicopter to the boat and you are a, and you are an expert specialist at guiding these massive barges, um, through these very tight areas. And it's your only job. That's all you do is you helicopter to these boats and you pilot them through the port because it's such a fucking specifically hard thing to do. And these right. guys that do it make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Yeah, which like is 250 grand. Which is a pittance, honestly. Yeah. When you think about everything that they're getting through, it's like these guys yeah. should be making... Anyway, I don't on. know if fucking... Uh, I don't know if they have that at the Suez Canal, but if they don't, they need to fucking look into that because... I don't imagine that they do. I mean, it's the fucking Suez Canal. Right? <laughs> I mean, like you hear, you learn about that thing in fucking grade school. Yeah. It's like the Panama Canal. It's like, it's one of those things. It's like, here's how we revolutionized capitalism in the world. Three, three, th three canals that absolutely changed the game for all right. humans on planet Earth. The right. Erie Canal, the Suez Canal, mm -hmm. and the Panama Canal. Absolutely. Just Change this planet forever right forever in a way that is completely like unreversible and kind of incomprehensible to our today brain right 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 really that's so cool that is so fucking cool i'm getting yeah. jazzed about history right now i fucking think love about history. how small the world has become it's just like what the shit man <laughs> And it's just three places. And one of them is in Lake Erie of all shithole. Like, oh, like, oh, my God. It connected the middle of America to the eastern seaboard, the major port of America. Like, never in a million years did anybody think that that could happen. Fucking awesome. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's so cool. I fucking so love cool. history like that. I mean, why do you <laughs> think I'm so goddamn obsessed with Robert Moses? Oh, my God. You Not as... There's not a single person in the history of New York City that has had much as much positive and negative impact. And it was one fucking dude. That's amazing. Yeah. It's just amazing. I'm thinking oh. about starting it because there's a lot of really great TikToks that have a lot of followers that do only history stuff. Right. I'm sure. thinking about doing a Robert Moses TikTok. You should do that. Yeah. <laughs> and plug us if you get a million followers. Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, Literally, I mean, at this point, I mean, in my self-tape, they're very lucky that at the end in my slate, I didn't say Matt Beery, New York City, Matt on Matt podcast. Because, like, everything I'm doing, I'm plugging. I'm plugging the podcast at work. I'm plugging plug, plug, the podcast plug. to fucking restaurant, to fucking restaurant goers. That's funny. Yeah. I cannot <laughs> plug the, po the podcast at work. <laughs> no. You should not do that. I should not. <laughs> <laughs> Could you fucking imagine, though, dude? That would be oh hilarious. That would be You're crazy. Pretty, 
are we allowed to say what you do for a living on here? Or, a, uh, I teach right now. I'm, I'm a substitute yeah. teacher. That's about like, it. I'm just thinking, yeah. like, imagining your principal, like, hey, man, I listened to your podcast, and uh, we're going to need you to go. <laughs> you your can't... partner trying to get everybody to do drugs and fuck whores is not really <laughs> vibing with um, our east northeast Texas way of teaching. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Don't Google me. <laughs> but no, there's actually a Matt Butterfield in Colorado that has way more of a social media presence than me. Uh, so I'm good if you Google me. I Googled hey, myself you. on a random computer, and that guy's the only guy that showed up. So thanks, Coach Butterfield. You the real one. He's <laughs> we'll a football coach. You, we'll start calling you M. Scott. M. Scott. You know, there was a, a hot M. moment Scott where Butch I considered Gerald. it. <laughs> when M. I was Scott when I considered Gerald. <laughs> sorry, sorry. When I considered myself a playwright for like two months, there was a moment where I was like, what if I just wrote M. Scott Butterfield? That would be so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like this guy really likes himself. Oh, this is M. Scott. This isn't Matt. Matt, <laughs> dude, I um one act play UIL one act play my senior year. I decided I wanted to be credited in the fucking official UIL one act play book, the program as J. Matthew Beery. Fuck yeah, dude! So I was J. Period yeah. Matthew Beery. <laughs> there was a moment where um. Uh, I where I was changing schools, right? I was going from Sunnyvale, I was going from public school to going to a Catholic school. And I was like, what if I turn I was going home from rehearsal one night with my mom, and I was just like, I'm thinking about going by Scott from now on. And my mom my mom doesn't even look at me and she goes, I already have enough Scots in my life. <laughs> Dude, Donna is the legend. We should pull a Bill Burr and just write a show with like our care our parents' influences for the characters, like he did with F is for Family. That's rough. Here's what we'll do: we'll mix it up a little bit, and we'll like have the dad be inspired by my dad, and the mom be inspired by your mom, and then my mom and your dad will be like crazy aunt and uncle. <laughs> sure. Like your dad's like the cool rock and roll uncle that comes over with records. Yeah. And, and you know, dines al dente with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom is like the psycho aunt who comes over and motherfucks everybody into the ground. And like chokes a lady out on the sidewalk. That happens. Oh my God. <laughs> that happened one time. Your mom chokes somebody. Cusses out grown men in the Walmart parking lot for looking at her. That happened. All right, (laughs) dude. My mom's five foot of fire, dude. She'll fuck you up. (laughs) My mom only yelled. Oh, my mom only. I only saw my mom yell at one person in a parking lot, and it was because. And she she looks at me. (laughs) I'll never forget. This is another great car riding story with Donna. Like we were trying to pull into the Walmart, right, and. We couldn't, we were like on a hill, and so we couldn't see oncoming traffic, and we had to go left into the oncoming traffic in order to get into the wall, into the Walmart, right? Yeah. And so there was this person behind us that was in a much, she was in a taller vehicle, and so she had a much better view of, of, uh, what was going on, and she's just laying on the horn on my mom because my mom <laughs> can't see and isn't like, you know, speeding out and then we both finally get into the walmart and my mom just looks at me and she goes don't ever do what i'm about to do but i'm gonna go <laughs> yell at this bitch <laughs> my mom just walked right up to her she's like i couldn't see it but i don't remember what she said but it was like it, i was like this is so <laughs> fucking awesome you would love it when people fight i <laughs> uh, dude when my mom chokes out a lady in the fucking front yard of my grandparents' house while my great-grandmother's sitting on the porch screaming, Get her, Julie! <laughs> and now my mom's a Buddhist. She is a Buddhist. That's so yeah, cute. It's I cute. love that. 
Buddhist. They, they got cool. some. They got some BLM art in their house now. You know, they're good people. That's really great. I'm glad to hear that. Um, <laughs> I actually am. Oh, man, people like to assume the worst about us fat whites that f- formerly worked in law enforcement. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, have you have you been following anything going on with this Matt Gates character out of Florida? I got a little caught up on it last night because I'd just been seeing all this shit and I was like, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Then last night right. I watched Philip DeFranco on oh, YouTube. Oh, he broke it he, down. He broke it down for me. That's why I love Philip. In fact, I'm In wearing... Fact, hey, we'll save my, we'll save it for later. That's my recommendzy. Yeah. We'll get to Philip DeFranco in a minute. Sure. Carry on with the Matt Gates. Well, Matt, <laughs> Matt Gates... Um, I, uh, okay, I should I should probably pull up a source on it, but I'm just gonna riff on it off the top of my head. So, Hell yes. the Department of Justice, uh, <laughs> under Bill Barr and Donald Trump, mm-hmm. began uh, investigating Matt Gates for his relationship with a 17 year old girl, and it turns out that uh, during this investigation, a lot was uncovered. Specifically, that Matt Gates uh, pays for sex very often. Okay. Uh, with like no no real judgment from from me on that, unless if he wasn't a uh, uh, a Republican that like you know made uh, lives of sex workers actively worse in his life, I wouldn't mm-hmm. care. Uh, it's like if you need to pay for it or if you want to pay for it, pay for it, dude. I don't give a shit. But um, so they un- and and by the way, he was the reason why they've uncovered this uh, was because he did it all on Venmo. The New York Times has his Venmo history, and like, good God, has these receipts of payments to women that he spent time with, and that it is documented that he spent time with in hotels. So it's like, you know what's going on. It's right. not. It's it's. I mean, there may not be a video of what of what happened that happened, but it's real clear what's going on. He's doing. Oh, by the way, he's doing. You know, Molly with these chicks. He's he's. You know, their their noses are just getting torn up, as well as. But um, one of the girls turns out was seventeen, and Boy, um uh, which is. I think in, in Florida might be technically legal, but is also fucking creepy yeah. as dirt. Like even uh, if it's technically it, legal, that is uh, morally not cool. And that's 30, what the whole that's right. what the whole fucking uh, you know conservatives are supposed to be like the moral the party of morality. So suck right. my balls. Right. And also, I just feel like whenever you're getting into these conversations and you have to start calling up technicalities, you are in the wrong. <laughs> like I, I like I've, I've run into this before with p- people on Instagram that I've, you know, follow in college who then become sex workers and start posting themselves like with like in leather it, with their bulges up right against the camera. And it's like, yo, I, how do I unfollow your stories? I don't want to see this. And then they go, uh, it's in the bylines of Instagram that this follows. So consent is implied. And it's like, cause you follow me. And it's like, dude, if you have to say consent is implied, that's super creepy. Uh, and that's the case with this Matt Gates dude. But then, so all of that was going on, right? The the Bill Barr and the DOJ is investigating him and gathering this evidence about, uh, oh, and by the way, it becomes sex trafficking because he moved this woman across state lines, right? Yeah. Uh, to states where it's not legal for him to be having sex with her. And, um, and it's technically now trafficking. Cut to... Some dude that they have named, I forget his, it was Robert something, or no, that's the name of the other guy. Anyway, some other former FBI agent approaches Matt Gates, Gates's father and says, I have found Robert Levinson in Iran, who, who, if you are unaware of who Robert Levinson is, Robert Levinson was an FBI agent that went to Iran was taken hostage and murdered by the Iranian government. And 
Um, well, uh, now this dude that they named, and I can't remember his name right now, and I don't want to spend time Googling it. Um, so look it up yourself if, you, if you're interested in this. Uh, this guy approaches Matt Gates's father and says, I, the Iranian government did not kill Robert Levinson. I know where Robert Levinson is, and I need you to give me uh, $25 million to fund a rescue operation with a private security group that's overseen by a law firm. And if you do that, all of your son's legal troubles will go away. Now, that is what Matt and his father allege was said, that last part saying your legal troubles will go away. Nowhere in Matt Gates's story where he's what abouting because he went on Tucker Carlson to talk about this, right? He uh, never denies fucking around with a 17 year old woman or 17 year old girl. Sorry. Correct my language there. It's bananas. And so then the uh, Matt's dad goes to the FBI, says, I got this really weird message from so-and-so uh, about Robert Levinson. And they, and then he mentioned something about my son's legal troubles. I don't know what that means because his dad doesn't know that the FBI isn't investigating him. And also it's unclear as if whether or not Matt Gates even knew he was being investigated during this. And so now they are alleging that that's extortion and it is kind of extortion. Like, um, because they're promising, like this guy was like, I will recommend a pardon to Biden and Biden will do it. If, if you guys fund this for me, but this is also just coming from Matt and his dad. So who knows if it's true or not, there is, there are kernels of truth to it because I think the times tracked down the dude that they named and he was just like, eh, I don't want to talk about this. Uh, but but like, here's the law firm that like he made a do- donation to, and all this stuff, or like a, a deposit to. Holy shit balls! Yeah, fucking so wild. It's just like, what is going on in the Republican Party? <laughs> like, and like, uh, and all of this, you know, you got all this craziness, everything you just went through, and we're still overlooking the fact that Matt Gates is a dead ringer for butthead. Yes. Yes. This motherfucker looks exactly like butthead. Dude, like the it's it's astonishing. Mike Judge must have looked at him and said, "Holy shit, gimmick infringement. Holy shit, I'm suing this guy." <laughs> <laughs> You imagine getting a cease and desist for your face. <laughs> Intellectual property. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh man, we're at uh, we're doing all right yeah. on time. What do you say? All right, we move on sure. to a Can little recommendsy. We're all gonna die. It's our only guarantee. Just to pass the time, I suggest you listen to me. It's the Matt on that podcast recommendsy. I've got a really good recommendsy coming off of the Matt Gates thing. A lot of times, if you try to figure out what the fuck is going on just by looking, because I don't watch the news. Fuck the news. Uh-huh. I'm sure. done with them. Um, <laughs> okay. You got some people that will just like easily lay it out for you point by point by point. One of those guys, longtime OG YouTube creator named Philip DeFranco, wearing his merch right now, says, I'm better than this. Um, <laughs> I love wearing this shirt. I wore it last night to a restaurant and people were like, oh, that guy's better than us. All right, got it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Phil's great, has got a great show. He does deep, he does dives into things in their very digestible episodes of 15 to 20 minutes each, depending on how deep he needs to go into a topic. But he'll really do a good job of laying things out point by point and then asking you what your opinion is. Sometimes he does give his opinion when it's something that's very black and white. 
if you yeah. will. But um, I suggest anybody check it out, man. You know, uh, Philip DeFranco on YouTube. Uh, he's got some good shit. You're going to enjoy. He's also got a podcast as well where he sits down with other creators. That's cool. I would recommend to you the YouTube. This is another YouTuber, Alex Melton. He uh, has done some really. In- he's a music dude who uh, he's a big pop punk fan and country music fan. And so he does a lot of genre like cross culture. Like what he'll do is he'll take uh, a Blink-182 song or a Fallout Boy song and um, write it as a country country music song. Another thing he's really famous for uh, is uh, his, his Blink-182 version of Semi-Charmed Kind of Life by Third Eye Blind. He makes Semi-Charmed Kind of Life sound exactly like Blink-182 did it. And frankly, it's way better than the original. <laughs> like, miles ahead. It's so it's so good. And he, he plays all the instruments. He does everything on it. He does his his impression of Tom is hilarious. Where uh, are you? Yeah, and he uses well with Tom. You can tell he does like heavy auto tune, uh, and it's yeah. it's a dig. <laughs> if it's not a dig, it comes across as a dig because I don't because he doesn't. He might do some pitch correction with his other stuff. I bet he. In fact, I'm sure he does. But like with Tom, he goes out of his way to sound auto tuned. And I think that that is very funny. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, so I, I recommend again, his name is Alex Melton. I'm going to try and oh, there's the subscriptions. You've shown me a few of his things where he rearranges things as Blink-182 songs. And I've shown yes. them to Andrea and it just further enforces. I, you know, Andrea made a pop punk playlist and mm-hmm. didn't inc- you know included some blink 182 and some green day for me and some of that early stuff but included a lot of stuff you know she's you know a few years younger than us that late wave sure. of pop punk that you know and i'm like I, I don't you know i didn't really listen to those guys and she'll be playing them in the car i'm like i don't know i don't really like these guys and they're like what like do you simple mean? plan yeah they're like they sound just like blink 182 all these bands sound the same. It's like, no, all these bands sound like Blink-182. Yeah. Blink-182 right. doesn't sound like them. They sound right. like Blink. Blink did this shit. Right. They copied Blink. it. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's crazy to me. Dude, did you did you know? This is kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of time and how weird time is. Little kids consider Blink-182 to be classic rock. Why? In the, in, in the vein of like Led Zeppelin, <laughs> how we looked at Zeppelin, absolutely right, right, right. Or, or oh. they, in their minds, they're like, yeah, that's all the same. It's from the same era, kind of. Obviously, they know they know that it doesn't come from the exact same era, but in their brains, they're just like, oh yeah, this is dad rock. Blink. I I I watch. I'm I'm such a piece of trash. I watch. Uh, reaction videos which is just so trashy but i i still love them and i watched a, a reaction video of little kids listening to blink 182 fine brothers all on just, youtube yeah sure yeah and they're all just like <laughs> they all like more than one of them call it dad rock and i'm just like it's <laughs> yeah my dad absolutely hated that shit oh my god well, was, my dad's 73 so dad rock to him is elvis presley yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or like well, my, what I would call his rock is Elvis Presley. <laughs> I'll never forget my dad just watching Green Day. Oh, Green Day. And he kind of tried to convince me to hate Green Day, but it didn't work. Like, he oh. almost had me for a little while, but like he was just like this little punk kid from California has this fake accent that he sings with. All their music is like with all the same chords and it's like dad that's true for every single fucking rock man in history ever they all figure out a sound and yeah. then they and then they recreate it over and over again yeah why we like them yeah it's called a brand yeah <laughs> it's called branding scott 
<laughs> and I mean, I could say the same thing to my dad, you know, yeah, who was shit on Blink 182. And like mm-hmm. Blink 182, you know, they came along at the exact perfect time for you and I. We right. were their exact demographic. Sure. We were 11, 12, 13 right. when they were at the height of their powers. They were my first concert. Wow. That's when cool. I was in eighth grade. Uh, it's when they were on tour for Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Uh huh. Um, that was a uh, newfound <laughs> glory tour for him. No, that was okay. the next tour. I went to that as well. Okay. Um, no, actually, I didn't get to go to the Green Day one because it was the day before school started, and my mom said no. I couldn't go to that one either. My mom, yeah. my parents were just like, "No, you can't go." There was yeah. no real reason. It was just you, other than I was too young. Oh, Jesus Christ! Whatever. But um, yeah, first concert I ever went to was Blink One Eighty Two. Newfound Glory opened up for them. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It was That's fucking fun. great. And I remember I saw Newfound. Yeah, I saw Newfound Glory at Vans Warp Tour. Nice. Anyway, um, they you know they started Blink One Eighty Two set the big black curtain up in front set like a mute an amphitheater, like mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, big black curtain hanging up, and two thousand one Space Odyssey starts playing. And at the big bump, 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 the first bump, 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 yeah. the curtain drops, and there's a giant F U C K uh-huh. on fire. And Mark, <laughs> Tom, and Travis are standing on the band riser with their like fists on their hips, like superhero poses. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Lights go black, straight into rock show. Fire yeah. shooting up everywhere. I'm in eighth grade. It's my first time ever seeing a band, and it happens to be like my favorite band at the time. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude! I lost my shit. My sister was like, calm down. I was like, no, <laughs> no. Why would I calm down? Dude, uh, it my was first, so good. My first concert that I, the first concert I ever went to ever was with my parents and it was a Steve Miller band show and it was dumb. Uh, but uh, um, I've heard his show sucks. But, but the first show that I paid for my ticket for and uh, my dad still went with me because he went to scope out the venue beforehand. Uh, and he was like, you're not going there alone <laughs> because it was, it was some 41 on their premier uh american tour the united states tour yeah like they had just broken in the states and i got to see them in a tiny biker bar in deep ellum holy shit called, and this is called, deep ellum in 2000 2002 yeah, like it's not like rehabbed at this point no this was like scary deep ellum uh it, it was called galaxy bar i don't think it's there anymore i don't uh, i it wasn't on Elm Street. I think it was on Commerce. But it, uh-huh. but like my dad went and checked it out beforehand. And was like, "You are not going to this venue by yourself. Um, I'm going with you." And I was like, "Okay, as long as I get to go, I don't care." And it yeah, was just kid. so, uh, it was so unbelievably fun. I still have in my clo- in the closet that's like right here. I still have a shadow box of the T-shirt I bought at that show with they did a meet and greet afterwards and Derek busy D signed my ticket. So Fuck I put yeah. the shirt and the signed ticket into a shadow box and had it on my wall for years. It was so fun. Like it was just, I remember they had this ba- this local band op- open for them that had um, a little person as a lead singer. And they, they just like, it was just like so chaotic and so much fun. And it was, I, 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 loved that show it was so cool it was just like i don't remember what songs they started it out with but because it was kind of i mean it was a club you know like it wasn't like what you're describing at all it was it was like it was they were working like the light guy the lighting dude is just the same is the sound dude (laughs) you know was it the kind of deal where they came on stage and like they came on and like sound checked a little bit and then we're like okay all right, all right we're some 41 how's it going <laughs> the first band did a sound check before okay. but some 41 was ready to go okay you know the type you know that fucking oh, i'm talking about i've been that i've done that before <laughs> at the door every whenever i was in a terrible not terrible whenever i was in a band uh 
the Rick and Matt show with Ricardo Leone. Shout out another listener. Uh, we would play the door and we would do sound check literally right before we went on. It was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) People are gathered. We're waiting for us to start. And then we're all just going one, 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 one. More guitar in the monitor, please. More guitar in the monitor. I need more bass drum, more bass drum. And I'm like, 17 bossing around some 32 year old dude that's drunk in a sound booth <laughs> yeah whatever kid fuck you yeah. you want me to record it it's gonna cost you 50 dollars <laughs> for him to flip a switch yeah. <laughs> hand me a burn downboard recording of our first concert it's gonna go platinum <laughs> we're gonna sell this as a specialty box set deal later on down the line <laughs> It's somewhere in my my old computer. It's I have this rad. recording still. Um, anyway, so recommend those are our recommendsies, y'all. Fucking check them out. Do you have a don't at me, bro? Um, I know I'm Tom sure Hilbin has one. Do you have one? Not really. Or do you want to you want to do one on behalf? Let's do it on behalf of Tom. Special edition. Don't at me, bro. Yeah. Well, I know that he has one. He emailed us. Hell yeah. We'll do a special edition. Don't oh. at me, bro. On behalf of Tom Hilbin. So in my Gmail app, I go to Matt on Matt, and it just keeps showing me Matthew my my personal email. Oh, really? It's done this the last episode that we recorded. Gmail. Okay. No recommendsies. Come on, <laughs> y'all, get it together. I'm I got switching Tom's accounts. thing up. I got Tom's you thing got it? up. Okay, cool. Yeah. So here we go. Don't have me, bro. Don't have me, bro. Don't have me, bro. do it uh, on behalf of tom hilbin the special edition of don't at me bro says don't at me netflix Ooh. i'll finish watching cobra kai whenever i want quit getting all up in my business b <laughs> which tom brings up a very good point all these fucking um these fucking website streaming services everything trying to artificially intelligence your fucking experience eat my balls i don't need you to tell me what to do it's the worst it's so annoying in fact netflix just needs to fucking chill and go back to the original format don't you think what dvds no okay the second wave okay gotcha the second second wave wave with streaming wave netflix (laughs) yeah yeah uh because because it's not playing previews of things whenever you're scrolling through i hate it it's a mute it's it's like nobody wants this nobody nobody wants this nobody asked for this this was not necessary it doesn't make me want to watch it it makes me want to just scroll away from it you piece of shit netflix actually netflix please sponsor us netflix please sponsor us and please cast me in one of your shows but we but change that come on Change that, and if I leave some, if I leave a series playing for my dog while I go to work because he's a lonely boy, oh. you don't need to ask if I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. Bruce is there. Bruce is there, and Bruce wants to watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Tom I brings hope- up a great point. Quit trying yes. to learn me. Websites, mm-hmm. take your AI. And shove them up your ass. Now, because I said AI, I'm going to go on Facebook later and I'm going to have an ad for the 1999 film starring Haley Joel Osment, AI. <laughs> Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. How's old Brucey doing? He's good. He's laying in his bed sleeping. He's chilling. You, know? you guys should have seen it. When Matt came over here, Bruce showed up and just big dicked both of our dogs into be- and became the alpha. We were playing fetch and Bruce just walked up to our 65 pound. Like you've seen Lucy in action. Now that dog is strong and is an athlete and is ridiculous. And little old Bruce just walked up to her, took her ball away from her and would not give it back. And she didn't know what to do. 
He like <laughs> bowed to him, sniffed his butt, and then mm-hmm. just followed him around while he growled at her. <laughs> Bruce is a nine-year-old, fifteen-pound chewini, and, and he, he just, just walked into that backyard and said, "Mine." <laughs> what can we say, guys? Men make men. Matt's a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just gay. No, ew, gross. Hey, CK over here. Um, Damn it. No. This wow. is a jizz free platform. Okay. <laughs> That's wholly untrue. Um, <laughs> I guess that's probably going to do it for us today, guys. All right. Let's wrap this motherfucker up. Spanking on the bottom. Again, want to thank Jason Boyles for, for uh, I guess this episode is brought to you by Jason Boyles. Jason Boyles. He's officially Jason a sponsor. Boyles. He's Jason officially Boyle. a sponsor. We have a sponsor, and we and his name is Jason Boyles. I don't know who that is. I don't know how he found us. I, and I'm sorry if we have met in the past, and the, and and I'm just not remembering you. But uh, thank you so much. I mean, it means so much to me that you are listening and uh, and, and and you know supporting us. Literally, it's fucking great. I love it. Uh, follow me at Twitterfield on Twitter at Matters on Instagram. I got fat memes in my stories. Uh, and I think that's it. MattButterfield.net. At MattBerry06 on the social media on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, at MattOnMattPod at gmail.com. At MattOnMattPod on Twitter. We're all over the place. I am putting, uh, we're on all your fucking services that you'd like to hear. Mm-hmm. And I put our name on the sign the wall at fucking City Field for vaccin- va- vaccination site. Yep. Everybody Oops. else signed fucking, uh, we love nurses, we support doctors. No. Then I put Matt on Matt Pod on Spotify, hashtag Matt on Matt, hashtag the fats at Matt on Matt Pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. A shameless fucking plugger. Whatever. We gotta we gotta start making money doing this. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that'll be love it you guys. for us. Love you.